I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to Previously On. A podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. So from Game of Thrones, Peaky Blinders, Westworld, Big Little Lies, Stranger Things, Watchmen, Previously On, it's got it covered. Westworld Season 1, Episode 3 the stray. Bernard pays another of his clandestine visits to Dolores. He checks she's not revealed anything regarding their secretive conversations. Dolores confirms that she hasn't on his command. Bernard takes a seat and presents Dolores with a gift, a well-loved copy of Alice in Wonderland, the book, not the DVD. He tells her he used to read the story to his son, then asks her to read a particular passage. The words point towards how things can change, how people can change. Dolores asks Bernard about his son, but Bernard moves the conversation on quickly before dipping into analysis mode to question why she asked him that. Dolores replies that it was a personal question as a means to ingratiate her to him. Dolores continues to read until the final line, Who in the world am I? is left hanging in the air as we cut to black. We're back with Dolores at the start of her day. Opening a drawer, she finds the revolver she pulled from the ground, now safely under wraps. Looking at her reflection, she hears the voice of the man in black asking, Do you remember? We cut back to the heart of darkness as Dolores is dragged screaming to the barn in the aftermath of the slaughter as her home. The man in black closes the door and pulls a serious knife before asking her to reacquaint themselves by starting at the beginning. Back with Dolores in her bathroom, she opens the drawer again, but the gun is gone. That's odd. William's in town seemingly still trying to adjust to life in the weird wild west. As he approaches the sheriff's office, an outlaw named Horace is brought in for justice. William lazily glances over the wanted posters outside when a man hurtles, crashing through the window next to him. Horace bursts from the door armed with a gun, shooting the fallen man dead. He kills two more men, then grabs nearby Clementine as a hostage. William watches uncertainly and obviously shaken. He pulls his own gun and raises it at Horace's back. However, before he finds the nerve to squeeze the trigger, Horace spins and shoots him, knocking William to the floor. Just as it seems Horace is about to make off with Clementine in tow, a shot rings out, and from the dusty floor, William kills the bad guy. Logan approaches and is well impressed that Willie the Kid has popped his robot-killing cherry by offing Horace. 
William shows him the fresh bruise on his chest from the bullet that hit him, stating he thought they couldn't get hurt. Just not killed. He can still get hurt, replies Logan. William lets Logan know he plans to head out on a little bounty hunter adventure. Inside the Messer Hub, Bernard meets Teresa. She informs him that Ford changing the narrative is making the top brass a bit uneasy. She's also unhappy that hosts are still being pulled after the update issues and seems to suspect he's not being entirely honest with her. Elsewhere, Elsie is tapping into Rebus over the milk bottle incident where Walter went way off script when Bernard walks in. She shows him footage of the incident in question and we see Walter seemingly engaged in conversation with an unseen and unheard person named Arnold. Bernard tries to play down the glitch, but Elsie notes that the six hosts Walter killed had all previously killed Walter himself in other storylines. Hmm, this is curious. A call comes in that a host has gone stray and Bernard tells Elsie to catch it before Teresa cottons on. She heads out to give chase accompanied by Ashley. In town, Teddy and a female guest named Marty encounter a wide-jawed outlaw named Samuel. Teddy and Marty gun down the baddies before heading into the saloon. Maeve, unimpressed at the body handcuffed outside, pulls Teddy about it but is stopped mid-sentence by a flashback to seeing the dead body of Teddy inside the horror of the hub and falls silent. Teddy spots Dolores outside. He heads out to speak and their familiar storyline begins to play out. This time, though, Dolores throws a curveball by suggesting they take off for the big wide world and find their own personal slice of paradise. Teddy mentions a place he knows, saying someday he'll take her there. Dolores says someday really means never and presses him to leave right now, but Teddy's not for moving and declares he has unfinished business before he can move on. We cut to Ford in discussion with Teddy inside the hub. Ford mentions Teddy has unfinished business, but also that sadly they never actually got round to writing any business for him to finish. He believes it's time the cowboy had a genuine backstory and introduces a villain called Wyatt. The upload is carried out and Teddy begins to describe Wyatt as the true face of evil, an army sergeant who claimed to hear the voice of God and has some pretty wild ideas. In town, Dolores is stopped by Rebus and a guest. They threaten her and Teddy steps in, scaring them off. Out in the countryside, Teddy's teaching Dolores to shoot, but it turns out she can't pull the trigger no matter how hard she tries. Marty and a small host posse ride into the scene with mention of a bounty named Wyatt. Naturally, with his new backstory in place, Teddy has to give pursuit. He promises Dolores that he'll be back. Elsie and Ashley come across a small group of hosts stuck in a loop following the stray host absconding from them. None of them has programming to touch the axe which is necessary to move the story on. Inside a nearby tent, Elsie finds some wooden carvings including one which seems to have an odd pattern to it. She pops it in her pocket. On the hunt for Wyatt, Teddy lays some flesh to the lunatic's bones, describing him and his gang as ruthless killers with no fear of death. He also reveals Wyatt was his former sergeant and friend. We see a scene where Teddy witnesses Wyatt gunning down his own men. The group come across a bunch of bodies tied to some trees. As Marty approaches, one presumed corpse coughs, startling the group. Howls ring out around them as bullets rain down. Two guests decide it's a little bit too intense and scarper. Teddy, Marty and Sheriff Pickett, however, give chase. On the trail of the runaway host, Ashley notes that the carving Elsie keeps looking at appears to be the star formation, Orion's Belt. Back at the Messer Hub, Bernard talks to Ford about the voices Walter and Abernathy were hearing and how both talk to the same imaginary person, Arnold. Ford tells him he lived in the park for three years fine-tuning the hosts before opening it to the public and that he had a partner, the aforementioned and mysterious Arnold. He explains Arnold would scrub from the records after he wanted to take the hosts into the realm of true consciousness with the pinnacle being known as the bicameral mind. 
hosts hear programming as an inner monologue to enhance consciousness. However, it also paved the way for hosts to hear the voices as the words of God and be deemed insane. Ford reveals the search for consciousness consumed Arnold and he died in the park. It was called an accident, but it's more likely to have been suicide. We move to Bernard on a video call with his ex-wife. They discuss the death of their son Charlie and how painful memories are all they have left. Elsie and Ashley find the stray host trapped in some rocks. Teddy, Marty and the sheriff are ambushed by Wyatt's gang after Marty springs a tripwire. The sheriff is knifed and killed by a masked lunatic. Teddy tells Marty to run while he holds them off. Within six bullets from his revolver, he's overwhelmed. Marty flees. We're back with Bernard and Dolores. He suggests restoring her to a previous safer state. She asks, has she changed? He asks, does she want to be the one asking questions or does she want to be safe? Dolores tells him once she discovers who she is, she'll be free. Bernard decides to leave her as she is, comparing it to the fear of teaching his son to swim letting go despite not wanting to, because he had to. In town, Dolores hears that Teddy may be in trouble in the hills. She rides into her usual storyline of the attack on her house. When she gets home, she's confronted by Rebus. He drags her to the barn. Once inside, Dolores finds the gun and points it at him. She again struggles to pull the trigger and he mocks her. Dolores sees the face of the man in black, fires and kills Rebus. She runs from the barn and is shot in the stomach by another cowboy. We see a quick rewind. The cowboy who shot her makes his approach again, but this time pre-armed with her memory of the shot, Dolores runs for her horse and gallops away. Ashley drops into the rocks to retrieve the stray host. Elsie puts it into sleep mode for the extraction. However, once inside, the host wakes up and knocks him to the ground before emerging and closing on Elsie. She stumbles. The host lifts a large rock seemingly intent on killing her, but then begins to bash in his own head with the rock. Bad robot. Out in the country, William and Logan are disturbed when Dolores approaches their campfire and passes out in William's arms. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Previously on is presented by Jane East. It's a Daft Doris production. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from. We'd love you to join us for A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.